If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> we are. Happy Tony Johnson Thursday here on the AM Drive, and happy September. It is September the 1st, 2022. This is the AM Drive on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook for Aaron Crouch. I am Michael Carvello saying, Aaron, are you excited for today's show? I am. We haven't had Tony on in a while. College football is back, which is right up his alley. And, of course, the NFL will be starting next week, so we'll talk to him about that. And then, of course, we've got some bombshells dropped in Live Golf. So, uh, yeah, heck yeah, Tony Johnson Thursday. Let's go. Amen. Um, We are presented by MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click on there to drink out of a tumbler like Aaron. Let a mug sit there like me. Wear a hoodie like us. It's our shop on MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Also, find our YouTube page or simply search AM Drive with Mike and Aaron when you get to YouTube for the best segments in one place. But our website, it's, it's definitely where it's at. What do you think? I agree. I mean, everything you want to know or want to do to support this show is right there at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. I mean, like you said, you got the Spotify, you got the YouTube, you got Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. It's Not all there. Fantasy. Yeah, you got the Yahoo Fantasy, you got all the the fanatics, the, the the vice golf. It's got it all. So I mean, like anything that is everything to do with this show is all wrapped up in one place. So there it nice is. Little bow. Alrighty, let's get to this. Let's get to bunk. Aaron Donald, a about a week ago now. Um, he swung two helmets, one of a Rams player, one of a Bengals player. Ask some Bengals players in a practice scuffle. I'm assuming there's going to be no discipline because I feel like they would have already heard, I would have already heard something by now. But mm-hmm. then Aaron Donald said, "Quote: It's just to practice." So I ask everybody who's watching and listening because I've heard that said before. It doesn't seem like anybody cares as much as I thought they would or should. What if it's just a game? Isn't safety still the same thing? Because I, I know that's the unpopular opinion right now, but I'll be I'll say it. When Miles Garrett did what he did to Mason Rudolph, it was egregious. People could not stand it. So Aaron Donald does it with two helmets, really bends one, if you'll see the slow motion of that. And yet we're supposed to be okay with this freak show going ballistic in a practice. I don't care about practice fights. When you're using weapons, because that's what that is, is a weapon at that point, something has to be done. And I'm actually sick to my stomach, like, which is interesting, because no media members are talking about it like crazy. And I, I feel like it's a shame that they're doing, they're not doing so. What is your thoughts on this? I think he should be suspended. At least it is for a game. This one's tough for me because you're right. I, I kind of – I would say – 75% of me agrees with you in the terms of, yeah, I think there should be a suspension or should be something levied down, even a hefty fine, yep. because what this is promoting by basically not doing anything is that practice doesn't matter, and practice with other teams, scrimmages, so to speak, don't matter, and I understand that the NFL says that the teams handle practice and the preseason internally, but yeah, the NFL really, if they're talking about protecting a brand and protecting an image, um, I think a healthy fine should be levied here. That's I, a good I point. don't know if I'm going all the way to the point of suspending him for a game because Miles Garrett's incident happened in a game. And I understand, I don't, you know, to use a line from the great Allen Iverson, we're talking about practice. And while practice is not a game, it is still important. And I understand what you're what you're referencing with regards to safety and social consciousness here. 
So that's why I'm kind of in the ballpark with you in terms of, yeah, I think just to be um, ahead of the game, the NFL should suspend him. But the problem is they've got this big, beautiful matchup opening up week one with the Bills and the Rams in, I believe, in SoFi. Yeah. Uh, to not have like one of the top three, two to three players, according to this NFL.com list in this game is just not going to happen for them. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think, and you're not, and this isn't college football. They're not suspending him for a quarter. They're not suspending him for a half. So I, I could see a hundred thousand dollar fine, but I, but like you said, ultimately we would have heard if something was going to go down by now. Yeah, so I guess it's a big nothing burger at this point, but it is frustrating yeah. when Aaron Donald kind of what the way the with the reaction from the NFL. Yes, it's a, it's basically a nothing burger at this point. Yeah, so I feel like Aaron Donald doesn't really feel remorse for it. Not saying he ever would, but it's like again, people crucified Miles Garrett, and Aaron Donald did it with two helmets. Like, like again, it's it's a weapon at that point, and I don't know. Like people talk about, oh, it's just practice, but I'm like, well, what does that mean, though? If I bonk you on the head in the game and I bonk you on the head on a practice, doesn't it hurt the same? <laughs> did he, did here. he connect? Did he connect with anybody? I, I, I the only video the, I saw you can really, really tell. Yeah, the only video I could see is that he was there was a scuffle. I saw a helmet fly up in the air, and then I saw Aaron Donald fall backwards. So theoretically, he's the victim in that point. He just happens to get up with two helmets in his hand. Um, Mason, uh, Miles Garrett made contact, you know, so it's to me a little bit more, more heinous on, on Miles Garrett's part. Now, again, it's in a game. It was on national television. This is on a camera phone that's grainy, uh, and nothing against Miles Garrett because Miles Garrett is, is obviously one of the premier players in the league too, but. He's not Aaron Donald. Sorry. He's, he's just not. And um, while I don't disagree with like what you're saying and what a lot of people are saying is, you know, how can he get away with something like this? It just, you know, with what evidence we have, I still can't 100% confirm that he actually struck somebody. Who cares? I've already been knife for riding in the airport. Come on, man. Yeah, I well, that's a little bit. A little bit more ridiculous, but okay. Then liken it to Miles Garrett waving the knife around the airport, and uh, you know Aaron Donald waving two knives around an empty bus station. <laughs> That's fair. It's I'm not I'm not against what you're saying. I just think that Aaron Donald, the Aaron Donald, is not getting a game based on speculation. Although if there were anybody to hand down suspensions based on speculation, it's Roger freaking Goodell. You think? Oh, <laughs> man, maybe he should return against the Browns or or Bengals. Who knows? Yeah, if they play the Bengals this year, he, that's what he made. He's suspended until then. Yeah, exactly. Gross. Central Michigan. Hey, college football is here week one. Um, I love it. I'm going to talk to Tony about some of these games too, but let's – let's. I want to get some – I've been doing a little research, and uh, I'm excited to talk about these a little bit before he gets on. Central Michigan, what are they, Chippewas? The Chips. Woo! It's the number 12 Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mike Gundy, Coach Mike Gundy, is looking for his 150th win. He would be the 65th coach in major college football to do so. So I guess okay. that involves Division Two or whatever that is. Um, CMU is returning a guy named Lou Nichols III, who rushed for 1,848 yards last year. I didn't know this, but he was the leading rusher. CMU was 9-4 and four last year. I look, it's Oklahoma State's 12.5-point favorites here. The over-under is 58. For me, I think because Central Michigan likes to ground and pound, I think they're going to lose, but I've got plus 12.5 for my bet, and I might even go under 58 at the same time. Do you have the right line? I feel like this line is way bigger than that. It's 58 according to ESPN as of like 4 o'clock this morning. I can no, I'm talking about the spread. I, I thought I saw 21. Well, let's, I'm going to check it. Go ahead and talk. I thought I saw 21 in favor of Oklahoma State because I it actually – 21 and a half. 
Okay, all right. I, I can say I thought I saw a bigger line than that, unless something happened <laughs> that that's moved even, it. So okay, well, that's even better for me. I'll take plus 21 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I mean, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, like like you said, you know, they, they were basically a yard, one yard away from the college football playoff last year. And I don't know if you remember that, that Big 12 championship game against Baylor where they were stuffed at the one. They lost, I think, 21-17 or something like that. Um, they got to turn the page on that. And <clears throat> I know they think Central Michigan might just be the team that they walk out there and beat up and – you know, oh, okay, here we go. Mike Gundy, 150. Yeah, I think he'll get this, his 150th win. But uh, Central Michigan is a team that really, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily lie down for anybody. Yep. Um, I think we could have scoring. I know that, you know, Oklahoma State had one of the more prolific defenses of all time last year. Um, but their defensive coordinator was literally plucked by Ohio State. That mm. He was paid handsomely to go to Ohio State. Uh, this year, this upcoming year. But um, big thing last year for the Oklahoma State Sooners was the running – not the Sooners, uh, oh. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, I know, Oklahoma State Woo! Cowboys. Uh, at least I caught it, you know. Um, right. It was the running back. Uh, you know, we, you know that, that's the uncertainty this year, which was the big strength last year. Uh, so, yeah, I think OK State, I think those pokes get a win here, but I think they probably win by about 17 points. Uh, so that. give me the chips. And the points. You like chips? I like chips. I love chips. I love dragon chips and poker. And I love eating chips for snacks. Lay's, baby, or Doritos. I'm craving Lay's all of a sudden. What's your favorite chip? My favorite chip, I think, is probably Cool Ranch Doritos. I'm a red bag kind of guy. I don't dislike them. I just, I'm not a big big fan. I think they're both incredible. I, well, you, you, you put any of them in front of me, and you told me the other one was never coming back, I, I would be okay with either one. Mm, I disagree. If you put the if you told me the cool ranch never coming back, I'm just not a Dorito guy anymore. You might have to. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. West Virginia, David Tusky's West Virginia. That's the man who wrote the book who joined our show a couple times. Um, he believes this is a text from him with the new ex Georgia quarterback, of course, being JT Daniels, and an experienced O line plus good receivers. The offense will score points. The defense is above average, but could be the weak part. This game could be fun. To that, I say I'm sorry. I've got Pitt minus 7.5. I trust Kadon Slovis more than I trust JT Daniels. If you look at the stats of Kadon Slovis, he is trending upward since leaving USC. Well, he had, he had a good year at USC, and JT Daniels couldn't beat out Stetson Bennett. So I'm going to go Slovis to fill the shoes of Kenny Pickett or should I say fill the gloves, which are, might be tight on him. I'm going to go with Pitt minus seven and a half. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, look, I looked at this one. Yeah, Kenny Pickett glove. I like it. I like it. I dig it. He's still playing in the same stadium too when he starts here very soon yep. over Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, oh! <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. I got just you know, so much buildup in my throat. Um. Yeah, this one's tough. This is the backyard brawl. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this one, but this used to be one of the biggest rivalries in college football every year back in the early 2000s before they all they both went their separate ways, you know, ACC and, and, and Big 12. But, yep. um, yeah, two quarterbacks used to play with each other at USC. JT Daniels, um, you're right. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Like, he's so highly touted. Um, couldn't beat out <laughs> – Stetson Bennett last year, and I believe didn't he play at Wake Forest too? He's traveled. He's been around. So um, I'm on the under in this one. Coming out of the books, Pittsburgh's defense returns eight uh, seven starters. Um, they were a 24 point per game team last year. I think they're probably going to be right or hovering right around that. I don't know if if um, if Keaton Slovis because I mean let's let's be honest, Keaton Slovis. There's you know he's not you know. He hasn't lived up to the billing either. Yeah, yeah, he's not all hype and and, and pomp and circumstance. He's mostly pomp and circumstance for substance. Uh, so for me, on a, on a fifty-one and a half here, um, I found it somewhere else at fifty-two. So I'll probably click it hey. there. But uh, yeah, I think we get out of the gate slow for this one in the backyard brawl. I think we get a knockdown, dragout, uh, 
you know, kind of ugly like quarterback play. Twenty four twenty kind of game, yeah. I so, dig that. Uh, yeah, actually, I actually already have a bet in this game. It's a teaser. You know, I love me some teasers. Yep, weirdo. I actually took Pitt down to 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 a half. I think Pitt will win this game, and yeah. uh, I'm actually in fifty eight and a half on the under. So, fair enough. I like that even better. Virginia Military Institution Institute, yeah. Again, they're actually the key the key debts, by the way, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's number twenty-two, Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Wake Forest gets thirty-two and a half. That's a lot of points. It's interesting because their quarterback is not here. So when you look at that, you're like, oh, of course I'm gonna take the plus thirty-two and a half. I'm not falling for that crap. I feel like Vegas understands that already. And they're still that much better. VMI lost to Kent State, I believe, 60 to 10 last year. And that was like their Division I matchup last year. So I'm going to go with the, where is it at? Under 68 and a half here. I think Wake Forest wins by like, four, like 40 or whatever, but I feel like they're not going to touch the number of 68 and a half. I don't know. Sure, I didn't really. Oh. Do a lot. I didn't really do a lot of research on this game. All I do know is that the VMI kicker. Do you know his name? His name is Jerry Rice. Do you Great think name. it's the same guy? <gasps> I don't think it's. Deion Sanders against Jerry Rice. That'd be fun. Like Jacksonville State plays VMI. That would, that be, would fun. be funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, give me the Deeks. I think they're winning by five touchdowns. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't really have a, a play on this one. So, so if you're if you're really wanting to bet this game, Mike likes the under. So I'll, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll piggyback that for you. See you in Australia. Um, when we come back, the win totals of the Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, Jaguars, and Saints. And don't forget, Tony Johnson's coming up soon. It's the AM Drive. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at AM Drive. Online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back here to the AM Drive here on this Tony Johnson Thursday, and we are presented by Fanatics. It's very simple. If you want the best in merch, apparel, memorabilia, etc., from your favorite teams, favorite players, and favorite leagues, then you got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and do what? Click the F. That's absolutely 100% factual. When you click that F, it takes you into the Fanatics store where you can buy everything sports-related to your heart's content by doing what, Mike? Click add to cart times a milli. 
times a milli. Because when you do that, you get shipping free on any order over $24. And of course, everything you buy at Fanatics helps out the AM drive tremendously. And for that, oh, you beat me. We thank you. Ah, finally. I'll beat you about five seconds over here, but I'll be okay. I don't understand that, how it's so bad. I mean, that's crazy. I feel like the talking is the same, but somehow the punch is not. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, let's try it again. One, two. You're just trying to beat me to the punch. I know. One, two, three, go. I don't know. know. It's not that important. NFL win totals. Hold on. I have to give a special shout out. UCF starts play tonight as well at at, uh, 4 p.m. on this coast. Uh, They're going to beat the brakes off them, but there's no line. So let's go Knights. Oh, I hate the little lines. Um, so the Colts are at 10. That's the number for their wins. For me, in case you didn't know, in case you were wondering, I'm going over. <laughs> My I've got like a big old obstacle course. I'm going on a dirt bike. We're going way over that joker, pal. Over 10 for me. Matt Ryan season. Yeah, now you're going under because you heard that. Give me a break. So I, I kind of struggled with this one because, of course you did. I mean, you look at the situation here and, you, you know, was Carson Wentz spectacular? No, no, he wasn't. He, he did make a couple bonehead plays that may have cost uh, a couple of games. But, you know, I look at this, this situation and, and being in, you know, this schedule, I, I found probably six wins for them, you know, the guaranteed wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then a lot of... And then a lot of these 50-50 games, like, I don't really particularly like them at home against the Chiefs. I think they'll split against the Titans. Um, going on the road against the Raiders, the Raiders seem to have their number here. I I found them right at 10, like like 9, 9, 10 wins. And, like, for all of the greatness that Jonathan Taylor was last year, they still only mustered nine wins. Like, yeah, they probably would have beat – they should have beaten the Jaguars nine out of ten times. I get it. Um like who's going to win this division like is is 10 wins going to win this division it just might so i just erred on the side of under even though i know you hate that i erred on the side of they're going to be under 10 wins i think they're 9 and 8 again i think they just replicate exactly what they did last year that'd be hysterical do you remember how many wins the falcons had last year with Cordero Patterson as a running back and no yeah, Calvin think- really remember how many wins they had yeah, I think they went like seven and nine, seven and ten, right? Oh, seven and ten. Matt Ryan won seven stinking games with that mm-hmm. garbage team. Are you kidding me? You try to play this play. transitive property. I, I don't know. Again, I think Matt I'm Ryan. I'm sure is you were winning a lot very... of games. I wish you put a. Hey. You want to, you know. <laughs> what? Ten and a half? Yeah. No, I think you'd have to give me a little bit. <laughs> Your shaving cream pie bet was way more, like, lopsided. Like, the Chiefs should have won that game wholehandedly. It's a little different versus me, like, saying, okay, the Colts win totals at 10. And, yeah, they could easy, they could win 11 games. I'm not – I mean, if you wanted to make it 13, I might nope. put a shaving cream pie on my bet. Yeah, exactly. See, Not 12 would be too much. See now you're scared. See, see now I move the needle a little bit and you get scared. I'm not. I'm not no. scared of doing it. I just. Uh, I think it's totally possible they can do that. I just. I'm not. I if, if I had to put a bet on it, I'd probably take the under. So real quick, do you know um what the tougher question for me is besides ten wins or not? Is should I buy Sam Ellinger or Matt Ryan jersey first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So. <laughs> Your Patriots are at eight and a half. Thoughts? Uh, my Patriots are an Australian team this year. I think they are down under the eight win total. I, you know, it's crazy though because, like, I mean, Bill Belichick's worst year, like in the last 20, 22 years or whatever it is has been a COVID year where he was missing eight starters on defense who opted out. He had Cam yeah. Newton 
who had just jello for an arm. And he still won seven games, like you're saying. Like, it's so hard for me to take the under in this spot, but they have they have a tough stretch at the end that really scares me. So if they don't get their wins early. I I don't see it happening. I mean, the end of the the end of the season at Vikings, home against the Bills, at Cardinals, at Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, at Bills to finish the season, which may or may not matter to either of those two teams. Uh, and then it's not really a slouch in the beginning. Like the stretch I see where they're going to be getting wins or trying to get wins is Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets, and then Jets again at home. I mean, yeah, even if they win all those, that's five. I mean, if they can split one with the Dolphins at six, I just – I don't see them beating the Ravens. I don't see them beating the Packers. They may get the one against the Steel, excuse me, the Steelers, but it's on the road. Like, I just – this is a tough second-place schedule. I don't, I don't see – nine wins on this mm-hmm. schedule f- for them, especially with the, the, the weirdness that's going on uh, as far as Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays. This is <laughs> something something weird's going on in New England. But You smell a fish? Because I do. But in Bill I Trust, I don't know. We'll see. I'd be happy, no, to, be proven, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Let me Emperor Belichick, but I already made I believe in Sean McVay. I believe in Sean McVay. I also made in Andy Reid, we trust. Find your own lingo, pal. All right. Bill's the goat. Hands down. Mic drop. See ya. Woo! Dolphins 9. I'm going under. I think it's... Wow. I, I like Tua. I like Tyreek Hill. Don't know who Mike Daniels is. Don't think I care, too. Dolphins going to Dolphin, man. <laughs> so the Dolphins got 9 last year. Now... It was a roller coaster nine because I think they started out one and zero and then lost like eight straight and then won like eight straight. So it was quite a roller coaster year for them. Uh, they do have some tough games on the schedule, uh, but I see them getting two ten wins. I really do. I see <laughs> I see ten wins provided everything is is uh, is kosher with them, including beating. I think I think they sweep the Patriots this year. Uh, the only thing I can say is that that week. 17 game in Foxborough on, on the first of the year. That might not be fun for them, uh, especially if they're battling for a playoff spot. But uh, I think I have them right at 10 wins. Wow. Uh, and that's them winning all of the 50 50 games, which is like Vikings, Steelers, because those are at home, Browns. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're going to beat the Texans. Um, not need to write you know, them so, off. You're good. Yeah, you know how it is. I, I So I have over <laughs> nine on the Dolphins. Oh, interesting there. I'd give a push if anything. Um, oh, I'm gonna go over six and a half for the Jaguars, but there's a song of the All American Rejects called You're Making Me Sweat, Sweat. Yeah, over six and a half, but I don't like it. No, no sweat. They're not ready to contend oh, for seven, six and for and seven wins. I think they may get four if they're lucky. <sighs> Boom. I don't know where you see them. You. Where do you see them? I mean, I don't know where you see these wins they're coming they're from. They might get a Colts game. I don't know. Just... Well, they're definitely getting a Colts game. We all know that. Be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Colts. Okay, let's call it Colts, Lions, and Giants. <laughs> Maybe one against the Texans. I don't see it anywhere else. I don't, I, don't, I don't see it anywhere else. They may get one of those stupid games like they did when they beat the Bills. So, ooh, there's five. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going under. Fair enough. Saints, you know, I don't. I, I thought I was gonna go over eight and a half. I, I went about eight wins. I don't know if they have the offense to do it. This all goes on Jameis Winston. It's yep. it's it's very simple. It's Jameis. How does he how does he come back? Yeah, how how does his crab leg come back from the ACL tour? Um, you know, I know they just traded Gardner Johnson, but I think they've got a great defense still. Uh, he's got weapons galore with Kamara. Uh, I think Olave might be rookie of the year. I like Olave. Uh, offensive rookie of the year uh, this year. He can. He definitely has the ability to feast for sure mm-hmm. in that passing offense. So um, I still think there's a sneaky chance this team wins the division, especially if things don't go right with Tampa Bay. So yep. I, I'm definitely going over eight and a half. I think they're going to get 10, 11 wins this year. That's where I see I do. I, I'm not going to switch my pick, but eh, I might. <laughs> Never know. Um, I'm just ready for Tony Johnson because it's Tony Johnson Thursday. When we come back, 
We're talking to the professional sports better and golf amazing analyst, Tony Johnson. We're talking live and TGL and all kind of good stuff. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at AM Drive. Online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. You know, Aaron, you should be lucky, man. I was just about to put this on, and I ran out of time. That's an honor of the over 10. I mean, you can put it on. I don't care. We got time. No, nah, no. Nah, I don't want to take on the shirt. I don't I don't hate the Colts. I just – I'm taking the under on their win total. It, I don't Patriots, don't feel I bad. Yeah, I mean, I like the Patriots. I'm taking the under on theirs. So, let's let's not try to say I'm, I'm being, you know, subjective here. I'm – objectively think that the Colts are going to replicate exactly what they did last year, 9-8. and eight. Boom! Tell us about your Vice Golf fetish. All right, Vice Golf, I love it. You love it. Maybe you don't know about it, but if you do know about it, you will love it. It's Vice Golf. It's very simple. They make premium golf balls. They ship them directly to your door. No middleman. Vice Golf to you. It's the best golf ball, but you can go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. I guess we are the middleman. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. <laughs> And click that Vice Golf logo and buy all of the awesome Vice Golf products. Not just balls. They got towels. They got bags. They got swag. It's got, they just got, they got the drip, as the young kids like to call it here these That's days. Uh, so get your drip today at www.mikeandarendrive.com and click the Vice Golf logo to get started. And speaking of golf, we've got the man who knows all things golf, Mr. Tony Johnson. It's a Tony Johnson Thursday, man. You got your own damn day on the air. I love it. Tony like Johnson the, Thursday. The drip itself, Aaron, yes. You're, 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 <laughs> you are the drip. See, back in my day, the drip meant something else. So. Yeah, totally <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, not a good thing. Uh, same same I don't know if that's like a get off my lawn. Yeah, is that like a get off my lawn thing? Like the drip meant something way different when I was growing <laughs> up. Uh, but Tony, uh, it's been a while. Just, you know, in your world, how are you doing, sir? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. It's been a, a wild few months here, uh, finally getting back and settled in. And, um, you know, I, this is my favorite time of the year. I know we went through a bit of a slow period, uh, it seemed, you know, with uh, not a lot of the major sports ongoing, you know, besides, of course, all the golf and all that news that is unending. But, um, yeah, finally with the football season back in getting to full swing, you know, I had week zero with uh, college football last week, which was uh, uh, quite entertaining. And um, yeah, look, just looking forward to going, going more forward here and listening to your season win uh, uh, stuff. You know, there's nothing better than a, a good season win total discussion, which I, I, I love and I anticipate every single year. Tony was, um was an avid listener of that last segment because he, that's why I kind of shut you up with your, well, they're going to play the Raiders. We know Aaron, we know. I know. I felt bad keeping him back in the uh, in the in the in the back uh, office there, but uh, 
Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, you know how we go. You know, sometimes we we get a little long winded with our uh, yeah. with our talk here. But uh, you know, you talked about uh, you know week zero in there, and, and just give me your initial thoughts on that Scott Frost decision with the onside kick mm. on twenty eight seventeen. And I mean, it has not been a good four years for Scott Frost. No, no, definitely not. And, and I think it just stems from the fact that. They obviously had seen something or had had an idea that that would be available, you know, during the game. And it was, I guess, probably planned in, I would assume, into the game plan somewhere. But one of those things that not taking into account how the game is actually going and, you know, what the score and situation and how the flow is. And, uh, you know, to call it there is is (laughs) arguably, you know, one of the worst spots you could really ever call. Uh, something like that, you know, beginning of the game, uh, you know, that type of situation, I totally understand, you know, sometime late, you know, when you need an extra possession, you know, of course, but yeah, right there, when you have the momentum, when you're finally seeming to turn, they got a couple of stops on defense as well. And it's just, oh my goodness, you know, what a good spot they were in, you know, the only time you felt like they were in a decent spot. And uh, yeah, I think I'm with everybody else here. It's, this isn't that hard of a, of one, you know, Scott has struggled, I think, in many aspects here uh, with this transition from, you know, mid-major into uh, playing with the big boys. And it's 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 been tough, I, I think, not just in regards to the recruiting and being able to develop players, but just obviously a lot of the on-field uh, decisions and the X's and O's and just finishing games, you know, not getting guys into the right spots. Uh, we see how many, uh, you know, one-score games they lose. And that there's that's not a fluke. You know, that stuff does, you know, if that stuff happens on a consistent basis year after year, you know, that's all, that's, that's coaching certainly. And um, yeah, I just, I I can't say enough about that. I, uh, again, I don't think he's a bad guy and I've always seemingly liked him actually, Uh, but he just isn't getting it done and it doesn't cut it. And, um, you know, unless they get something totally changed here, which the offense looks like, like it could be really good. Um, You know, they're going to have to win a lot of games in a row, I think, and get into a, a decent bowl for him to have a chance to keep the job. I think they were like five and thirty was the one score games. So that's just that's brutal. Not gonna get it done. Not good. Uh, but again, I, I love who he brought in to uh, to call plays. Whipple is an unbelievable play caller and a great offensive mind. It was a perfect decision, and he got out of the way. It looked like that offense looked really, really Whipple like back from his UMass days all the way into uh, recently at Pitt. Uh, really, really good stuff. So yeah, I actually like Nebraska in a couple of spots here upcoming, depending on if the lines shift to where we think they could be. Uh, I think they could be a bet on team um, here, especially mm. with that in week one, you know, losing to a weaker Northwestern team. I think this, uh, there could be some, some action here upcoming from uh, Nebraska. The Whipple lash offense, you know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. They just need to play <laughs> a little faster pace. I think I, I, we need to see that team to go a little bit quicker. That was when we saw Pitt last year and, and even um, some of the previous Whipple teams, when they really get it going and uh, push the pace, I think that's when they will be at their best. Cool. All right, let's jump into some golf here. And, you know, through all of just the tumultuous season that was PGA Live, uh, the the PGA, I guess you could say, spokesperson, the face, FedEx Cup champion Rory McIlroy. Now, this was obviously the ultimate ending that the PGA could have hoped for. Their guy, the guy who's been the most vocal takes home the trophy and the, what is it, $15-$16 million mm-hmm. purse the, this year, uh, which, man, every year seems to be going up and up. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, For money, know, huh? Yeah, but, I mean, like, it's just, you know, how how if you put yourself, you know, in the, in the PGA shoes here and how good is this for them that Rory was the one, especially with the way it went down at the end there. I mean, just the drama. And, and, you know, really the must-see TV that was the, you know, the tour championship at the end there. Yeah, I couldn't agree uh, more with you, Aaron. You know, so much, so many of these weeks, you know, really came down to the wire. There were so many great finishes, not only just through the majors, but all the way into the tour championship. Uh, a lot of players, I think, that we all tend to root for and like uh, to see win. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it went extremely well, uh, you know, for them. But, um, you know, nonetheless, it's... It's interesting because even if even if Scheffler was able to hold on, you know, I think he's really become a, a, a guy everybody can get behind as well. And uh, while not as outspoken and not as to the forefront, as you said, Aaron, you know, Scotty has certainly taken his shots here and there uh, with the mic in front of him. And um, I think we've all been a little bit surprised at how bold uh, he can be. 
Um, and he's really kind of taken, I think, his this level of being the number one player in the world. You, you really have to live it and love it. And, you know, it's it has to be a part of you. Um, I you know, think Justin Thomas had mentioned that a, a little bit. One of his goals, certainly, to you know, to be back into that number one player, which he only was for a short while, is that you have to have this belief and desire, um, you know, to do it and be there. And I, and I think that was really nice, too. Again, you know, I know he didn't end up, uh, you know, winning um, and really had a tough, really, really tough uh, final round. But, yeah, I think overall just, you know, seeing those guys battle it out. And, um, you know, Rory has has really, I think, not only just taken this this whole thing, you know, uh, under his wing and, and all the pressure that that – you know, there is there, and he's had some bad weeks, as we talked about, you know, he just missed a cut not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs uh, and to see him kind of come all the way uh, through and, and play so well, really in so, so many majors, again, not be able to get it done, but um, play his best golf sort of where uh, on the biggest stages, it seemed this, this year for the most part, um, you know, kudos to him. And I think I agree with you, Aaron, it, it takes a, a real special player to be able to do that. And it's, it's very, very difficult with all the pressure. It seems like that's been on his shoulders uh, throughout most of the season. So, so let me ask you a question, Mike, before, or, or Tony, before Mike, I'll let Mike get to it. I, I just kind of want to know, cause Mike likes to talk about choking in golf, which that's such a hard thing to really say. I mean, yes, Scott Piercy choked earlier in the year, but you know, he likes to say that John Rahm's a choke artist. Which John Rahm. We, we could go down that road. Anyways, with a two-shot head start, do you consider this a choke job by Scotty Scheffler? No. No, I don't. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I, I do disagree with Mike on uh, a bit here. No! Not taking away the Scott Piercy thing, because that was a choke. <laughs> There's no question there. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, golf is hard. Uh, I know I say that a lot, and it's just kind of one of those things that I seemingly equate it to like baseball. You know, the, the greatest hitter, you know, in, in the game can go 0 for 4 or 0 for 5 in a game, and it's game 6, uh, you know, in a playoff series. But you just don't have it that night. You know, you you, you take a couple of tough pitches. You know, you hit the ball off the end of your bat, uh, you know, a line out, you know, type of stuff. You just – you have bad – rounds you know scotty burned a bunch of edges you know in that final round he didn't put himself in the best position uh he wasn't all that accurate with the driver and all kind of you know snowballed from there and you just don't have it sometimes uh and that that's all there is to say you know it can all feel so good but sometimes just the shots don't align or you're in between clubs often you know that's another thing that doesn't get talked about in in the major you know media circles is if you have a bunch of shots you know going into holes you know, where you're in between seven, eight iron, and you, it, it's just very hard to, you know, keep your foot on the gas and hit the full shot and be confident that you want to be. And, you know, that's all stems all the way from the amateur to the professional. It's a lot harder uh, to not know what club to hit when you're right over the ball. And uh, it's just one of those days. Um, you know, it happens. I find like that we, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 certainly something. And we hear guys, even in the their media sessions afterwards, they say, you know, I was really, I had a lot of full shots today, or you know, it was really a, a you know stock seven iron, and that made, they, they say that sort of stuff, and it's like, it makes me think too of like, yeah, I, I feel the same way as well that you get a lot more confidence over a shot when you really kind of know. Um, that that's going to be the club to hit or that's the shot that there is. And uh, it's tough, you know, and playing on all these different courses on a week to week basis, you know, they're not as familiar with some courses versus others. And it makes, it makes it more difficult. Uh, you know, some see, you know, your eye sees better than others and things like that. So yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I don't think it's a choke job at all. Um, you know, when guys win multiple times, like the whole John Rom thing, you know, this guy has won 10 times worldwide in, in three years, you know, to, to label someone, you know, that chokes or doesn't finish well, you know, that that plays like that, I think is a dubious thing to say, uh, to put it nicely. Oh. I think that would be that would be not not a fair assessment uh, for someone's game. Speaking of not fair. OK, so I have a question. Have you guys ever heard a song from years ago about Bullet from my Valentine called Hand of Blood? No, I do is not. A racing game. Hand of Blood, I don't want to fail my. OK, it's a good song. It was on a couple of video games. Oh, take your word games. <laughs> oh, but, but you know I'm going with it, with the hand of blood thing, right? Cam Smith yes. <laughs> has decided he wants to go to live. The rumors were true, and he's going to marry a girl named Liv from Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> but here, here's what came out this morning at 3.48 oh a.m. Eastern Time. He says it's not fair to live golfers are not getting ranking points. Well, boo-hoo! Boo-hoo and screw you, pal. <laughs> Told him I said I was not fair. Yeah, 
That money ain't fair to that either, huh? Come on, man. That's a stupid statement right after he signs. And, and I'm wrong for that, Aaron. Are you wrong for I, look? I mean, after he signs a, a blood deal, like, I'm on. probably not. I'm probably not the right guy for you to direct that one right to. Like, ahead, I think. I think eventually that. Oh. I think eventually, live will get ranking points. Uh, I do eventually think that's going to happen. So okay, I'm probably not the guy to back you up on that one. It's inevitable, Mike. I think they're gonna. They're. they're <laughs> It's with the the fields getting better and better and all the, the pressure that will be um, on the official world golf ranking group or uh, I guess board or however you want to discuss it. I, I think it's the pressure is on and it's coming. You're going to say this this 48 person field is going to look significantly better than it did uh, four or five months ago. So I'm with Aaron. I do think it's eventually going to be the case uh, as unfortunate as it is. Uh, we know where yep. I stand on all of this. And I mean, I, I love your fire and your passion, Mike. And I, and I am so I am 100% with you. And I agree. I didn't like the comment either uh, all that much because I did read that as well uh, this morning. Um, you know, I don't know. I think there's a lot of unsaid stuff with Cameron um, Smith and even some of the other guys and Mark Leishman. Uh, the, the Australians, I think there's a lot of pent up frustration still from the tour 15 plus years ago when the wraparound season began. And they no longer the Australian uh, Open Championship, and, and they had a couple big events there during their summer, which would be our winter. And those were big events before, really big events. A lot of the top players used to travel there and play, uh, and then they stopped being top events uh, because guys were playing here because of the whole wraparound season. And it took up, you know, the entire calendar. I think there's a lot of. Uh, still frustration, you know, with that and, and anger. Um, and a lot of the Australian players felt like they had to leave their tour in order to play here to survive or, you know, to become, you know, very good players where that wasn't the case uh, back in the seventies, eighties, nineties, you had a lot of very good Australian players that stayed played in their country uh, and then would come over here and play in the bigger events. And that's where we would see them. And that's no longer the case, unfortunately, and their tour suffered immensely. And a lot of the money that goes into golf and junior PGA, uh, you know, junior Australian PGA and things like that. So I think that part of this is, and we know Cameron Smith is a very home guy, that he was homesick for the first many years of his of his career here. He's an Australian through and through. And I, I think that that, and along with Mark Leishman and maybe some of these other guys, that they are, they are going to want to get golf back in their country in the light that they believe it to be. And from my guess, I'm just taking a guess uh, that Cam Smith signed knowing full well that there would be at least one live event going forward um, in his country of Australia. My guess is they'll have multiple uh, events in Australia, maybe New Zealand or in that part of the world. Uh, and that's how he'll be able to grow and do what he believes is the right thing. Again, I, whether, you know, I don't agree, but, that's my guess is that there's more to this than just the money and world ranking points. I think he's just saying that I believe it's more of an Australian deal and the fact that he'll be able to sort of live there almost um, and not be a full-time American more so than anything else. To finish up the quote, he said he thinks it's the future of golf. He loves how it is out there. It's a little bit more laid back with the music playing. I love that stuff. I play with music at home. I just can't wait to be a part of this. That's what they all say, Mike. I mean, it's it's oh, the yeah, nature of the beast. Who needs competition? Where's Liam back and playing whatever the hell we want to, baby? Yeah, he Nothing got his major, know. I guess. So he's good to go. Yeah. He'll be able to play for the next four or five years in, in the big world uh, stages. He doesn't need world ranking points uh, to do that, whereas all of these other guys pretty much do. So it's going to be very interesting to see how quickly the world ranking points come through and how fast or the ability to be able to play in majors and if they'll even be able to, to try to qualify if the the majors themselves will allow qualification, uh, you know, like the British Open and U.S. Open or, or not. I don't know, but um, that'll be something interesting as well, because I think we're going to see some of these other live players actually start to qualify, you know, through regular qualification process. And now the USGA has already talked about how they're going to leave that relatively open. Um, you know, they're not going to really close that down to anybody because they've never done that throughout the, you know, 160 year history. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to start to see some of this, you know, to watch Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka have to maybe go through, you know, uh, US Open qualifying that, that would be, that'll be a joyous occasion to, uh, to view for sure. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I, I unfortunately I agree with Aaron. I think a lot of this stuff is sort of eventually going to occur. Uh, it just right. depends. It depends on what the Saudis want to do and how long this tour is to survive. Because it's all going to be about how long they want it to go and how much money they want to throw away. Because I have I I cannot figure out and I've I've crunched a few broad numbers myself how at all this tour can be profitable. I do not understand how the live golf tour can be profitable at any given time when they can't even get a simple TV deal anywhere around the world. It makes no sense well, to me. That's what I was going to say is once they get a TV deal, especially internationally will be huge for them. And I don't know, maybe this YouTube thing, I don't see it working out, but I, I think maybe this YouTube thing could work out uh, staying on the Cam Smith topic. And of course, Gary player had to uh, insert himself into the conversation of course for lack of for lack of a better word and i find it kind of comical when you know the guys like andy ogletree and taylor gooch and you know i know they're not on the same level henrik stenson you know when those guys go oh no big deal they need the money but then when cam smith decides you know to jump ship and go to live golf all of a sudden oh this guy has no confidence in himself he's no spine you know he's you know, and then, and of course, Bubba Watson, you know, like he's going to fade from, you know, fade from the, the spotlight. I was surprised at Bubba's comments, but like it just makes it makes me laugh to watch these PGA guys like, you know, Gary Player. I wouldn't take a billion dollars for my nine majors. I don't believe you, Bull but, job. <laughs> but OK, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, to me, I don't know. To it, These comments on Cam Smith are just all across the board. And then, of course, touch on Harold Varner, too, because I don't think he realized what he was getting himself into when he did what he did. And I'm actually shocked by the Harold Varner one. I'm um, I'm shocked that he made the move. But I un- coming out and explaining himself, I understand why he did it. I- I'm just I'm still a little surprised by that one. It is. It is shocking, especially after the year that he had where he had so many close calls and played his best golf of his career. And we've. We've been wanting to see it, and everyone's really loved Harold and you know his up and coming story and uh, the positivity uh, that he always brings, you know, to everything and in every interview. Uh, he's so much fun uh, to watch and 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 listen to. But yeah, it's it's too bad that he never was able to, you know, get through uh, on the tour, and that that will at least for the long time being, you know, not be the case. So yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of cases like this. There's a lot of examples of of guys, you know, how like uh, how talented and how great of a player Taylor Gooch is. And yeah, while he did end up winning on tour, you know, he's going to struggle to get into majors now, uh, depending upon, you know, how the the point system all shakes out. It's the whole thing is really shameful. Uh, in my opinion, I agree with you. I, I was a little bit surprised, not in the sense of Varner going. I mean, we do know he did, he did win the, uh, that large uh, tournament in Saudi Arabia, you know, on the European tour or whatever it was based Asian tour, uh, whatever the, the tour was based in uh, earlier this year. But yeah, I mean, it's really too bad. Uh, I, I thought that was one of the biggest losses uh, that we're going to, that we won't be able to see on a week in and week out basis. A lot of these guys are very expendable and they're, they're really meaningless. Uh, but yeah, Varner hurt too. Uh, I agree. I agree with you, Aaron. Cause I, I was one of those guys I've always really, really liked. So it's a, uh, it's too bad. It's a shame. And even Cam Smith, you know, being able to miss his golf and his rise, you know, we were on him, you know, really early on, you know, back in the uh, Vegas squares days, you know, when mm. he was getting a hundred, 125 to one in some of these tournaments. And I know I expounded, you know, for a while about the talent and, and the, the really high level of play this guy's capable of. Uh, I, I wasn't sure he was capable of this kind of super high level play um, and how consistent and really good he's been. Uh, recently so yeah it's too bad it really is it's it's unfortunate uh, that we won't be get to see him on a on a weekly basis anymore but again for, for at least for the majors and for some of the other uh, larger events you know it'll be fun to see uh, if he's able to stay at this high level you know that's a lot of the questions I think that are are to be on una- you know are unanswered so far is what kind of level are all these guys going to bring we know Deshambo is not going to stop that he's going to die trying to you know win golf tournaments and get his swing perfect and like that he's just a, a a grinder to death but some of these other guys we don't know you know we have no idea you know will Taylor Gooch remain a high level player you know for years to come and I I don't know there's so much unknown will Brooks Kepka ever you know is he going to be a shell of himself now you know going forward. 
Hard to say. So I think that'll be the interesting thing to watch going forward is where the level of golf these guys maintain. Because as you said, Mike, you know, it's just all the guaranteed money. You know, where is the motivation? And does anybody actually care uh, anymore? And I think some guys will, but a lot of the guys may not. And so that'll be the shame for the fan, you know, for the, the, the people like us, you know, that just want to watch the great players play. We, we won't get to see uh, as many of them as before. Did you see the TGL video yet? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I saw, I know we had talked about that before. I thought maybe I'd missed some information, but no, the, uh, the actual open, um, from last week. Yeah. I had seen that, uh, already. I didn't know if there was any other information, but yes, I have seen the video then the press release. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat. No, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those deals that, you know, we, we expected something like this, I, I think to occur, you know, the fact if all this money was thrown at at Woods, you know, for, you know, however long ago, uh, you know, the discussions began uh, with Liv, you know, certainly we thought there'd be something. Um, if he if he understands his value is X, you know, he's going to get it somewhere. Um, and so here we are. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's, it's done in an entertaining fashion and uh, with golf still sort of there. You know, if it's going to look like, you know, a uh, top golf reinvented on TV for a couple hours. That's not something I'll be super excited to watch. Um, I'm not quite sure that the Gen X and Ys and all the, you know, the, the younger, you know, peeps will be interested in this either. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure uh, what shakes out with media and golf for, for the younger generations and what they expect, but keep the faith. Anything that Tiger backs, anything that he's involved in, it will have eyeballs. It will get watched. It will have yep. it will have big sponsors. There will be money there. So I don't think there's any question that this will go. Um, there's no doubt about it. And they will get a TV deal. Um, yes. For their for their first event, uh, unlike uh, live. Uh, so there's no doubt about that. But you know, prime time on Monday nights. How excited can, can you get for it? I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm a purist. No! They're ruining my game here. So I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to stay as positive as possible, but I'm not that jacked about it to be quite honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what to make of it right now. And I, and like I said, yeah. we really have no information, but yeah, you're That's right. True. It looks like, it looks like ridiculous top golf. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can get down with watch with watching that. I like to watch guys play a course. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, the ins and outs, the, you know, the, 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 the triumph and tribulation of, of playing a course, uh, you know, it, it this, yeah. this one, I just, you know, this virtual tech infused simulation right now I'm out. You're, you're, you know, I, I agree old with you. Old man right? speaks. Yeah, I, this is, <laughs> this is old man yelling at cloud. It's not, I'm not against it. I'm yeah. not against it. If they want to, if they want to put it on as a way to make the, see, the thing is for me, what I see this, and, and I guess we could wrap up Tony with this, is and, and he can comment on it. What I see this is we, you know, Live Golf is taking the, these players, giving them truckloads of money, and then, you know, the PGA is scrambling for anything that they can do to make, you know, make their league now still enticing. So for me, it, it, it's not going to change anything. The rich, the PGA Tour rich will get richer. Rory's getting richer. Yep. Uh, Scheffler, the, the top guys, Morikawa, like they're going to pay everything they can to keep their guys. Like, you know, the, 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 these bottom guys falling out, like you said, they're largely irrelevant. So the, the PGA Tour is doing everything in their power to not, you know, have Rory McIlroy wake up one day and pick up the phone and call Greg Norman. That's it. That's pretty much it. It's the battle for the top end players. And then I think the unsung battle is for the up and coming players and what we're going to do, what they can do for the top end college players. They've already made some changes with trying to get these guys a stipend and, and fast track them to the PGA tour. That has to happen quickly. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I've always been a proponent of, you know, getting in into a better spot where we can get the great young players, um, you know, on TV or in, in the living room faster, you know, to have to, to have guys grind from the bottom, you know, of, a the PGA tour, Latin America, or, you know, even the corn Ferry <laughs> tour that, which is so competitive and difficult is to me, not the right approach. Um, you know, you just, it, it, it just isn't the right approach. So we'll see. Um, I, I think that's also the thing going forward that we need to see is if these great, the great young players, whether they're in college or not, or wherever country that they're from, 
Um, they need to be able to get on tour and be seen uh, very soon, uh, very fast. There's nothing wrong with with having elite 19-year-olds in your field, uh, especially compared to when some of these fields end up getting, you know, guys like Cameron Percy and, you know, just all of these like mid to late 40s has-beens uh, <laughs> where you see – you see all these, you know, the, the the fall off on Tuesday or Wednesday when you have injuries or things like that, and then, oh my goodness, the alternates in these fields are a joke. And why can't we have a great 19-year-old from Panama? Um, you know, that should be your alternate. That should be your first alternate. And um, you know, I think that's where we re- really need to focus. And I know the tour is. I they're certainly they they certainly are. I think in that focus as well. But yeah, top players the up and comers and uh, you know, they'll be fine. I think the tour will be fine in that sense. It's not going to be the same as you said, as you said from before, you know, all these no cut events or specified top player type of events, I think is sad and unfortunate, but we're still going to have golf um, at, at a very, very high level uh, on courses that we know and that we remember and that we like to look forward to. So that's the also the important thing is that those courses and those sponsors, those will not be going away. Um, Because there's certainly lucrative deals uh, on both ends there, for sure. Hundred percent there. I I I think it's well said. Um, As we wrap up here, uh, tell us kind of. I know we've got you know you've got your your situation your writing with Medium.com, but tell us and tell the people who are listening and watching you know your plans here with the AM Drive here with this upcoming football season. Yeah, I'm you know again as as I said, this is my favorite time of the year, my favorite season. Uh, we get all the sports sort of coming together, coalescing at once, uh, if you will. But you know, the first one off the board uh, being college football, and then into the uh, NFL. And so, yeah, I think every Friday uh, it's a perfect day, perfect day for me. Um, we get to talk about football, uh, whatever whatever's on the mind. I know that. Uh, we can focus on the professional game uh, on the NFL uh, would be great, but I know we get a lot of big college games. Um, certainly going forward, uh, the schedule looks really, really great this year. There's a lot of great Friday night games as well um, mm-hmm. that I, uh, that you'll see throughout the schedule, which is kind of cool. I know a lot of the good college games have traditionally been on Thursdays. It's a lot of good Friday games too uh, this year, so that'll be fun. And um, yeah, I think that'll be great. Uh, I am looking forward to being on on a regular basis if you guys will have me. Uh, every Friday huh. to talk about this and whether we want to talk about specific teams or games or players uh, I'm all in as you know so um, I'm uh, ready to go already got everything situated I think that we know of and um, yeah I'm looking forward to it even just hearing you guys talk about season wins which I'm I talk with certainly many people on, on a near daily basis now uh, which is a lot of fun but just hearing two fresh perspectives on uh, on different teams is always a lot of fun so yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm certainly very, very excited. Very, very excited to do it. So, yeah, if you guys will have me, um, I'm in. All right, last thing, three words or less, because I know Tony can talk. Three words or less, your college football national champion. Three words or less. Roll Tide. Yes! <laughs> I'm not uh, an Alabama fan, but I have one pick. Um, real right. quick, you have to agree to give us an AM Drive 5 every week. Every Friday. AM Drive 5. Yes, what is the combination? A... It's five oh, picks combination yeah, yeah, of college yeah. and, and pros. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we're, I'll do that on the show on Fridays. Yeah. Yep. That'll be okay. your that'll be your uh, homework for the weeks. Fair enough. We it can be I, totals or it can be um spreads, but no money line. Sides or to- no money lines. Mike doesn't like money lines. Okay. Nope. Sides and totals. Okay. Fair enough. What about a future bet? Can I throw in a current future bet that that I think is very viable? Sure. Yeah, I think that'd be fun, Mike. Let's encourage this. Oh, this yes. right now. You're killing me here. Yeah, I thought you oh, meant now too. Wow. Oh, now certainly. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We I'm won. always prepared the now. Future. The, oh, they're your Colts line. I just that division oh, is so. It's just a wrecked division. I don't really like any okay. team there. Somebody has to my... come through, but it's going to be somebody with nine or ten wins. So I, I don't know. Is no. it going to be Indy or Tennessee? <laughs> I don't know. I don't honestly, Mike, I know this is going to sound a little harsh. I don't actually care that much because I think it's such a weak division. I don't want to try to pick who's going to win that the 10 games there. It's one of those two teams. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Do you believe in Matt? Is it Matty Ice belief? That's really at this point. Because if you you don't have Matty Ice belief, they have zero chance. If you do, 
then okay. I personally don't. I think that it's not the it's I think it's a rough spot. Uh he has not looked all that great the last couple of years in general. Velocity's down a little bit. His decision making has not been on point. I know there's been a lot of ups and downs over there uh with his previous team, but I don't know. And again, as coaching goes, I'm I would go with the better coach in that scenario. So my pick would be I'm I'm gonna go with Mike Vrabel just in general okay. circumstance. He is he is you, one of the elite coaches. He's a top three coach in the game, in my opinion. And I'll argue that with anybody. I think he is incredibly good uh with what he can do with the talent that he has around him on both sides of the ball. So I'd go with Tennessee if I had to. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Um You roll with Ryan Tannehill and have, have fun rotting. Go ahead, Aaron Rod, take us home. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, as always, we will. I guess we'll see you next Friday. You know. Uh, so as Sounds always, good. we appreciate all of your insight, and we will. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Oh yeah. All right, that's going to do it here for us on the AM Drive Long Show, winded show, great show. We enjoyed it. Of course, special thanks, Tony Johnson. You guys got it there. You're going to be seeing him every Friday, not this upcoming Friday, tomorrow. But every Friday after that, as the football seasons, plural, get started and in full effect. Tomorrow for us is Fantasy Draft Friday. With, of course, you have to do your fantasy drafts here real soon. The NFL is coming up. And, of course, college football as well. Use Yahoo. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Mm-hmm. Yahoo Fantasy Football. There's a button right there. Just click it like you do. The Fanatics logo as well. Of course, we got win totals for the Jets, Blah, Eagles, Steelers, 49ers, and the Commanders. That's going to take a minute to get used to the Commanders. And, of course, major college football matchups, Georgia versus Oregon. That's a big one. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman's debut. Who's going to win those? We will tell you tomorrow on the AM Drive. So, in the meantime, in between time, MikeAndAaronDrive.com for the sponsors and all of the socials. So, for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch saying have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll see you. And, of course, as always, drive safe, go Colts. Oh, jeez. <laughs>